AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. End every workout the right way with Core Power. Fueled by 26 grams of high-quality protein to give your body what it needs when it needs it. Recover and build lean muscle with Core Power. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. End every workout the right way with Core Power. Fueled by 26 grams of high-quality protein to give your body what it needs when it needs it. Recover and build lean muscle with Core Power. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel shut Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Um, I'm Flav. And I'm joined by Callum. How are you doing? Hey, bud. All good, all good. 
joined by uh, John Bass as well. All right. How's it going? Been a while, hasn't it, John? Been a while, mate. Been a while. Yeah, the suspension's enough. over. Well, we got we got desperate, so we had to ask. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know, that's how I got started. That's how I got in the game, mate. That's you know? true. Um, so you're like obviously last week um, when we were recording the podcast, we said that if the numbers were good, we'd carry on. Now I haven't actually checked the numbers, so that's irrelevant. But I got a message from a lovely young lady called Faye, uh, who uh, you sent me, sent me a message and said, look. It's not about the numbers. It's about the the, the relief that you give people. And uh, on that note, that's why we're, we're, we're doing it again. And we will continue to do it through this crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll continue to talk about Spurs if we can, if there's enough to talk about. We've got a lot of questions coming, actually. And some of them are, are about Tottenham, some of them ain't. Uh, and we'll just do our best to answer them and, and entertain anyone who's listening to this. That's a fair thing to do, isn't it, John? Yeah, mate. I've, uh, to be honest, I actually um, actually think the world is, uh, aside from obviously the the global pandemic, is in a is in a not quite a nice place. People are being nice to each other and uh, doing positive stuff. Like Twitter's not so toxic, um, and you know maybe just like us just chatting shit for forty five minutes to an hour, writing someone's day. I'm all for it, mate. Yeah, absolutely. How, how have you found the self isolation? If you have been doing it, or are you one of those scumbags that haven't? Well. I guess I'm like uh, part-time self-isolation. Uh, so I've had, you know, a few walks in the park, tried to keep my um, social space in, like, pretty accurate. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's all right, isn't it? It's just, it's just an adjustment, mate. It's just an adjustment. You've got to get used to it. What it's about fine. you, Cal? What's going on down your end? Uh, so I, I went, I thought I'd have a little walk, you know. I thought, yesterday afternoon, I went for a little walk. There was fucking people everywhere. People everywhere. Old people, people with their kids, people with their dogs. It's like everyone's discovered exercise now. I think it's it's just a naturally it's just a natural rebellious thing to do. We're being told we're not allowed to go out, so we want to go out. Um, John, you were saying so, that you went to Victoria Park and it was Ramo. Yeah, mate. Uh, I went out because uh, I thought, well, it'd be nice to get some fresh air. It was a nice sunny day on Sunday, and I thought, well, no one else would be out, so it'd be fine. I'll just keep my distance. Got there, it was fucking mental, mate. There were people everywhere. Um, and they have the little Sunday market, so people are like obviously risking uh, their health and safety for you know a lovely vegan sausage roll um, or some you know filet pastry. You know nice. they're risking their life for it, which which is fair enough. You know if we're going to be in an apocalypse, you might as well go out. You know living the pastry dream. You know you got you got a ninety nine, didn't you? You got a, got an ice cream. Uh, I think you'll find out I got a double ninety nine with two flakes, boss. You fucking beast. Because I'm not a fucking coward, mate. You know, yeah, no. blitz, blitz mentality, isn't it? That's, that's you know, right. You're also a pig. Well, there is that, yeah. There's, there's so, also the, the problem of my fluctuating weight and, um, you know, just horrible fatness. Well, you, you, um, when we went, when you came down to see me in, in Wiltshire, um, you told me a story about how you once ate 16 Weetabix in, <laughs> in, in one sitting. Right. I've got to, got to tell you this. We were so pissed up by the end of that night. We were in a, we were in a kebab shop. No one that we were with, so me, me, Flav, my missus, Flav's missus, uh, were eating meat. So we were trying to order, like, um, vegetable burgers and stuff in this kebab shop in, the, like, one in the morning. And me and Flav just having this argument that I claimed that I ate 
uh, you know, multiple Weetabix in one sitting. So much so that I text my mum uh, to to <laughs> ask her to validate this, this outra- outlandish claim, and I'd forgotten about it. And then it got to about eleven o'clock in the morning, just having a bit of breakfast, a little bit of tea, little little hangover kicking in, and then I just get a text message from my mum going, "Yes, you absolutely did." Eat no, that many she pieces. said, "What are you talking about, Uncle John's record? A twelve week of bits in a row." Uncle <laughs> Simon's record. Uncle yeah, well, Simon, sorry. I did beat it, mate. So that is the that is the fact. So I'm yeah, not, I'm, I'm not like, sure it's anything to be proud of, though, mate. It's not. It's not like it ain't like um, you know eating any eating record. You know, isn't anything to be proud of. It's just greed and decadence in in the Western culture. But it's not like you've done fifteen somersaults in a row and that broke the record. You just ate with some Weetabix. You sat down and because of your gluttony and your your. Um, uh, your constitution as mm. an eater, um, mm. you were able to do it and not be sick. Yeah, but you say that though, but like, you know, anyone can just like go on a trampoline and learn to do somersaults. Not everyone has the constitution. It's, it's an, a natural skill set that, you know, not your average man on the street doesn't have. You know, not every man could sit down in one sitting and smash 12 Weetabix away, mate. True. So, you know, I'll take the wins where I can get them. Yeah. I think that you need to stockpile Weetabix and have a crack at, at the record while you're self-isolating. On camera, yeah. Instagram live it. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. My record's 12, so I'll see how I get on. See if I can do 13. <clears throat> I, I, I think we should wait until this is all over and then we'll do a pod in the studio where we record, where we, we can video it. Mm. <laughs> and you have to sit there and eat 16. Is it 16 you got to? No, 12. 12. So the full pack of 12. So, <laughs> 12. so you have I to think eat 13. 13. I think I could do that easily. I'll tell you what we should do is the, the timer should start as the pod starts and I've got the entirety of the pod to finish and to, to beat 12. What, you need an hour? Well, I could probably do it in half an hour, mate, but just more exciting. <laughs> isn't it? Let's, let's find out what the world record title is like, in terms of eating a week, week, week of Bix and let's see if we can break it on the, on the Fighting Cock podcast. Imagine I broke the record. That'd be incredible. Yeah, oh. let's definitely do that. Yeah, that, that would be amazing. Also, oh, yeah. I've, got, I've got a mate who works for Guinness World Records. He's like head of PR. So we'll get him to actually come down. We'll actually do a world record attempt. Yes, How amazing. Absolutely amazing. We've got some questions. Yeah. Cal, I want you to deal with this one first. Bashy, right. 1986, says, is it me or is it Spursy that's, that Liverpool may not uh, win the league due to a global pandemic? Will we go? That is what, pretty Spursy. Well, will that we go to hell Spursy. if we if we laugh if it happens? So, like that is the most Spursy thing you could ever imagine. Like Liverpool, in their own way, are Tottenham. Right. You know, it, for for in terms of the amount of times they've just fucked things up. Actually, they they did win the Champions League against Spurs, so we're always be <laughs> we'll always be more Spursy than them. But but they 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 do have a they do have something around their football club like a like a hoodoo that yeah. prevents them from doing what they want to do. Because it's almost like the Champions League, I know they were really happy about winning it and that, and, and so they should be. But they're not, like, they've done it five times before then. Yeah, Winning the league is something, a domestic trophy, or win, winning the league is something massive because they, they, they want to catch United and, you know, it's something they, they're never, it's the last bastion of, of, of things that they need to overcome in order to be considered the best club ever in, in our domestic league. And the fact that a global pandemic is stopping them is, you know, if you forget all the fact that there's so many dead people cropping up, yeah, that if that if that is the reason, that that is um, that is something incredible. You, know, it, it, they'll never be as Spurs Spursy as Spurs. Cause no one says Liverpooly, do they? You know, it's or well, I suppose they say Scousey. They do call them bottle jobs, though. Sorry, Frank's there. just jumping up on the table trying to eat pizza. Hang on a sec. Keep keep talking. 
No, it's, you know, it's it is it would be the ultimate Spursy thing to happen. I I always kind of thought, well, not always. I kind of thought recently before all this kind of happened. I thought this is going to be a bit shit for Liverpool because they're so far ahead that by the time they won it, it's going to be a bit of an anticlimax. Like it's not like Aguero on the last day and smashing one Aguero! in. Yeah, and winning it like like that's the way to win a league title. Like they were they yeah. were due to like win it before Easter. So I, I imagine that would have been a bit shit. Do and you think, like you said, the, how, yeah, how do you on. think they're going to react if they if they're given the league? They, they, they've not mathematically done it, but the via email. Yeah, re, re, I mean, <laughs> the, how else would they know? I mean, it would be via email from the Premier League. You've been given the the, the title, and then they'd have to release a statement, and then there'd just be this very slow initially very slow kind of um uh spread of news and then they'd all go crazy but the the thing is is what will drive them insane for the for the rest of their lives is that every fan of every other club will just go you didn't win it <laughs> no you won it by email you know imagine that imagine being the secretary Silla black the third in the office getting that email come through and it's like oh we've won the league <laughs> all right our kid we've won the league like who gives a fuck it won't mean anything really winning it by email you shit also it'll have an asterisk by their name forever it, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah which will be funny in itself because it'll just it'll always be known as like the asterisk like season and also no matter what happens like we all love football and we all take it really seriously and it becomes like a, a massive you know part of our lives but ultimately it will never outshine a global pandemic so when every every time anyone talks about this season they won't be talking about liverpool they'll just be talking about how the season was interrupted by a global pandemic yeah so and, it, does, it doesn't matter now they've uh, fucked it and every time someone sees that asterisk it'll just be a somber tone not not like yeah. the glory of winning the league it'll just be like so many people died yeah exactly. and the thing is every premier league club is going to be affected by this financially and the only club that won't be affected by this will be Manchester City because they've got fucking endless money. So they're going to fucking pump the transfer market this summer. Well, do you know what has gone under, under the under the radar a little bit? This, this the stuff about them cheating, their money. What, what what's happened to that? Story? Yeah, they started it all. They did it. Yeah, but what's happened to the story? It's gone. Like what? Are they... It's gone. Yeah, no one's talking about it. Are, are, they, are they? Are they gone or not? Are they? Are they out of the tournament or not? Well, Is... it's supposed to be going to the European Court of Arbitration for Sport. So do you know that's what... going to be. That would have been held right up. I want to. I want to boil down. I think you're going to be with me on this, uh, John. Let's boil down our legal system. Let's not let anyone appeal ever. Look, if you get, I, I know, get some people out there. They're going to get judged wrong. They might not have murdered someone and get done for murder. I understand they're going to be holes in any system. But let's stop giving people the right to appeal. The judge's decision is final. You can't win the league. You're not allowed it. You can't buy players, you know, willy-nilly without worrying about fucking financial fair play. It just, it is what it is. You can't just appeal to give yourself another season. I just probably shouldn't have started that with a murder sort of example. <laughs> but, but, do you know what, though? Maybe as well, if we're going to, like, revamp it, we could also revamp the punishment. So rather than just, like, clamping down on, like, financial fair play, which they then just flout again, and then you clamp down, and then they just do it again. Let's just like make more funny forfeits. So you can either like take the fine and uh, like the points deduction, or like lose a place, or like Sheikh Mansour has to go down like Norwich Market on a Sunday and just gets pelted with all the rotten fruit and just no, like that's kicked not- in by an old lady. No, it's a like. no- nosh a few men off. 
Yeah, just stuff like that. Just like, just go look. You've got two options, and it's like a live stream to the entire league, so we can all like yeah. watch it. A GoPro it, on his head. Yeah, and it will just he just gets a countdown. So it's like Shape Man saw you. You get to make this decision in three, two, one. They just goes. Nosh David, off. tonight I'll be noshing off, guys, and everyone's like, "Yeah, hey, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, nosh, off. nosh everyone off, yeah, yeah." You no, know, there's that. You know, there's that meme from the World Cup where it's like all the fans in the yeah. um, pub, and it's just like on the big screen. Just imagine that, just shake Mansoor, and then it just like pops up. I'll be giving out blowjobs. Yeah, <laughs> every like every every web-toed man in Norwich is like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm getting a blowy tonight. Yeah, finally, <laughs> I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna feel one. I'm gonna have one. <laughs> Shake Mansour is gonna sort this out. I'm gonna get sucked off by someone I'm not related to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Matthew from fucking Cromer in Norfolk. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, I'm getting in line. I'm getting in line. It's gonna be like a one of those like massive gangbangs that, yeah. that leave people emotionally ruined. Um, yeah. Faz, he's got a, a question. Mm-hmm. He says, to explain to someone who doesn't know Spurs who the following star players are or were, what one goal would you show them to explain? And he's listed the players. So what one goal would you show someone who doesn't know anything about Spurs or, or, or the players that have played for us? Kane. And this doesn't have to be a long, sort of winded explanation, but Kane, what goal would you show for Kane? Arsenal mask. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, 100% Mask Arsenal Mask Nask. I was going to say Mask Nask. Mask Nask. Uh Jermaine Defoe. That's a bit of a tricky one. Ooh, that is a tricky one. I think uh, any one of his five goals against Wigan. That, yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah. And you could just play them all but just like replay like you're showing the they replay. Were, they were all so, the same anyway. Yeah, exactly. Every one he went through on the right hand side, drawed it in the bottom. Yeah, that uh, was like if you were talking about Defoe, that is what you would vision as like his goal style. It's always just that like a cross keeper, bosh, bottom corner. Smash. He, he was so good. I, I think in the, in in the annals of time at Tottenham, Jermaine Defoe won't be recognised for his contribution to the football club, not in the which, way that he should. Which is sad, really, because he he banged goals for us. I, I love Defoe. He was great. Yeah, he was amazing. He's up there in our top European goal scorers, isn't he? As well as like top ever goal scorers, he's like in the top ten. I think. Well, he was, before Kane turned up, he was our top European goal scorer. I think. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dimitar Berbatov. Uh, before we go into this, you had a nickname in um, on the five side pitch, didn't you? John. Yeah, still got it, mate. Uh, Slimitar Bergatov. <laughs> I resembled the great great man uh, in you know football in ability, but obviously physique-wise, um, much closer to uh, Big Mac. <laughs> so Berbatov, what what goal would do it for you? I've got a couple. Charlton. Yeah, the Charlton one. Yeah. Absolute. So there may be some Americans listening to this who, who don't know this goal. It'll have been about. That's what I want to say, 2007, 2008, around that time. That's right, yeah. Uh, ball was played down the left by probably Tariko or maybe Eric Edmund, someone like that. And um, he did this pirouette turn, which I've never seen any other football player did. It was something, do, do since then, sorry. It was something that was more comparable to something you'd see on a stage at the mm. at some sort of, wherever fucking ballet dancers dance, ballet, ballet dancers dance. It was just like a, he just jumped and twisted in the air and used his foot, the end of his toe, to touch it past, I think the defender was Kirishev. And it, like, Berbatov wasn't slow, but he was, the way he ran made him look slower than he actually was. He had some pace on him. He did this pirouette turn, 
knocked it down into space, ran, had to run at the defenders then. I only think he had one, one, um, one defender on his right. It might have been Luke Young. And he just took it on and, and, and passed it past the keeper. Have you got any others? Uh, honourable mention for his West Ham free kick. That was just fucking casual, mate. It was like it yeah. just meant nothing to him. It's like, I'll just put so, this in the top corner. At, at that time, we were 2-0 down. Uh, West Ham were all over the place. They were, they were just signed Tevez and Mascherano maybe a month before. They were in the relegation zone still. Um, and we were 2-0 down. And Dimitar Berbatov had never, in, as far as I can remember, taken a free kick ever. Yeah. Uh, he stepped up, put it in the top corner... And it was amazing. The one, the one that always comes back to me for Berbatov was, I think Spurs played Braga in the Euro- Europa League. Mm. And the ball was played over to him and he found himself space in the box. And most players would have had to take a chest, bring it down. And by that point, they would have been swarmed by defenders. He took it on his knee, propped it up and laced the most delicious volley into the middle of the goal that I've mm. ever, ever seen. And, it, and I, I remember... My dad um, talking to me about players that you just, you know, you know, it's a bit of a cliche. You just pay the entrance fee just to watch him play. And that was the first time ever in my life where I've witnessed something, especially at Spurs, where I thought that is something that I don't think I'll ever see another football player do ever again. And I haven't. And, you know, as like Bobatov had his issues in terms of his lethargy at times and his unwillingness to track back. And in the modern game, he probably wouldn't have done as well as he did back then. But his ability, he was mercurial in the most extreme, but his ability was, it, it was, he, 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 he had a God-given talent. And yeah. I got to witness that in, you know, HD that is life over yeah. and over again for two seasons and it was it was magical he remains one of my like fa- favorite players of all time yeah uh, which is a mental shout because it obviously kind of sold his legacy leaving and going to united but from a from a purist football perspective um he is like uniquely talented in the way that he plays the game and it and it makes the argument that football is is the most beautiful game an easy one if yeah. you just show the clips of Berbatov's like best moments it takes on more than just like athleticism it really like takes on art and skill and um yeah he just embodies everything that I like about footballers um because he's an absolute boss and so, he yeah. smoked his whole his whole career yeah. he smoked smoked he moved like he smoked do you know what I mean I bet he's yeah. worried about the corona right now. Anyway, uh, Robbie Keane, what goal? I've got one in mind, but what 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 goal, Cal? Uh, well, as we were talking about Berbatov, I was thinking about um, the F. I think it was the FA Cup, Fulham, Fulham away. Yes, and they were wearing chocolate kit over the shoulder of volley. Yeah, and they did like volleying passes to each other, him and Berbatov, and I think it was Keane that finished it off. Yeah, um, but I think that one for Robbie Keane. I loved Robbie Keane so much. I was so <sighs> gutted when he went. And I hated him when he came back. I, I had no time for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about what about that goal? Was it against Blackburn where he just gets it like the, pretty much at the corner flag and starts? It, dinking yeah, it, it was a throw in. It was a throw in. He, yeah. dinked, he dinked it over one, dinked it over another, and then just put it into the goal past I think Brad Fiedel. Yeah. Um And I remember watching that game with my nan, and my nan like like now she's like you know she's like bedridden, Alzheimer's, like she don't know what's going on. But I used to I, often I'd watch football with my nan before the fighting cop. Mm-hmm. I'd sit going there and watch it with her because she just enjoyed it. Um, although she was quite racist while watching football, is one of my 
right. lasted memories of, of my nan watching football is that she'd throw up a few, uh, I wouldn't say N-bombs, it was never that, but it was like there was definitely some sort of racial undertones to, to, to how she viewed football, even though she was like 82. Um, but, yeah, we watched that game and... Um, because she did like she liked football and she watched a lot of it. She'd watch it on her own. It weren't even like it weren't even like she was doing it just to to maintain contact with her family. It was she she watched football, but she didn't understand the beauty of the game. And when Robbie Keane scored that goal, where he flicked it over two people and put it in the net, and I turned, I, she'd always get really angry at me because I'd scream really high pitched script like, like noises when we'd score goals. Uh, she, I was actually watching the game. Um, where we where, where Crouch scored the goal against Man City in, in her front room, and um, yeah, and, and she wouldn't appreciate. It. And I'd turn around at her and realise that there was this shriveled old woman who I was trying to just some way articulate the beauty of what we'd just seen, uh, but she was just like giving me the side eye because I'd, I'd made a, la- a noise that was a little bit too loud. Bless her. <laughs> L- lovely Bless timing her. on the uh, the noise there, uh, <laughs> Teddy Sheringham. Oh, uh, got one, John? No, go on, mate. I've got, I've got um, one. Okay. Uh, I have got one. It's, I don't know if it counts or not. In the Lady King's testimonial. And I was sat in the shelf with T. And I don't remember the goal at all. I just remember him celebrating near us. And he looked exactly the fucking same as when he was a player. Mm. Like, he was in exactly the same shape. His face looked the same. And like I said, I don't remember the goal at all. I just remember watching him celebrate and thinking, oh, my God, that's like my boyhood hero. And I never saw him in the flesh. And so, yeah, that was just like a... That was one of my favourite nights of watching Spurs live because it was just fun. Like, Mm. it didn't matter... A lot of the 1882 games were like that as well. They didn't really matter. It was silly Europa League stuff. Um, and that's when football's at its best, when it's just you you lose all concern and you're just enjoying yourself. And yeah, so, when, yeah, when you remove the jeopardy of the, the game, when you're just, mm. you're just there to follow Spurs and, and it's not about three points to finish in the top four. It's not about having to deal with Mourinho's sourpuss face after the game. It was mm. just going to football to watch you tip the team that you love and it's given you so much and you've given it so much that you just you just you just spend 90 minutes supporting your football club and it's great and it's a great night out and nothing will compare to it I yeah I know that I know that feeling completely my um my Sheridan goal is probably 1994 I think it was um uh, FA Cup quarterfinal against Liverpool away at Anfield and he curled in an absolute delicious shot from outside the box. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember that. It's on. It's on. Um, if you look for Klingsman goal, Tottenham goals on on YouTube, you can find it because mm. in the same game, Klingsman scored a goal uh, that, that won us the game where he, he was put through on the box and he dinked it over the keeper. Yeah, I think that wow. that that was uh, that was probably my favourite Sheridan goal, or actually one where he went through against Newcastle and with the outside his boot with only the keeper to to beat. Instead of just taking it around the keeper and putting it in, not that mm. probably his pace would allow him to do that, he used his his technique, which was unrivaled by almost anyone else. Like Berbatov's technique was incredible, but he had a different style, whereas Sheridan's technique was impeccable all of the time. Mm. And he put, you know, with the outside of the boot, just curled this ball into the top corner when he only had the keeper to beat. It was absolutely delicious against Newcastle. I think we won 5 1 or 5 0. 
He scored, he scored a goal again. I think it was Coventry. It was quite similar to that, but it was the other way around. So basically, ball gets played into the box. Someone kind of like chests it and lays it off to him. And like normally, like he's inside the box. So I'd say like nine out of ten strikers are just put their laces through it, try and aim for the bottom corner like Defoe style. He just, yeah, he just takes the weight off of it, but just lifts it over the keeper. It's absolutely outrageous. And again, like that sort of, that style of like technical players that can just like see the game in a slightly different way and think this about is, things. Um, they were, when when him, Rule Fox, I think Chris Armstrong, or might, might not have been, um, celebrated, no, I think it's Nick Barnby and Darren Allen celebrated by rubbing their thighs for um, <laughs> um, shooting stars. Does that ring any bells? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. All right, final one. They would, rub, they would rub their legs in front of Ulrika Johnson. That's it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, okay. How about Jürgen Klingsman? It's got to be the debut one, isn't it? The, the header against Sheffield Wednesday. Or the Bicey as well. Bicey's next yeah. game against Everton. 1 yeah. 2 1. You got anything, Cal? Uh, for me, it's not the first stint, it's the second stint. And when he came back, and we were fucking really bad. We were on the verge like, of going down. We were on the verge of going down. He scored four goals against Wimbledon. I think he we did. won 6 2. That's I think right. we won 6 2. I can't remember if it was at Selhurst Park or at White Hart Lane. I think it might be at Selhurst Park. And I remember I was uh, in the front garden with, with my cousin and we were listening to it on the radio. And we were playing like tennis in his front garden. And every time I would like win a point, we would score a goal. <laughs> and the, the, <laughs> and the, but the, the bad thing about that was we needed Arsenal to beat Everton to win the championship, to be certain to stay in the league. Uh, so that was that was the bad thing about it. But one of those four goals in that second stint, because the the kit was a bit sexier in the second stint as well. And uh, yeah, that, I'd say one of those one of those goals. Strong. All right, fair enough. Um, we've got a question from Tim Sutherland. Uh, he says Sutherland, sorry. <laughs> he says one football is putting together a list of Spurs' uh, greatest eleven since there is nothing better to write about, and they've got Sol Campbell at right back. Uh, should things be looked at objectively and judged on merit alone, or should the way he treated the club affect his greatness at Tottenham? In inverted commas, greatness. Well, he wouldn't be in our greatest eleven now, would he? Because I think we've had players that have exceeded what he what he did for us. So yeah. So I don't actually think we need to get. I mean, aside from the fact he's a complete prick mm-hmm. uh, and betrayed us all, um, it's kind of a moot point. Because he wouldn't actually be in our greatest eleven now. Plus, no. plus, I, I, he may have played one or two games at right back. He was never a right back. Oh yeah, I mean that's mental for starters. But um, they've just created. They're just. I mean, so what was actually happened is what one football have probably included him in order to generate conversation, which is yeah. what we're doing and we're playing into their hands. And you know what? They're a good company and they do good stuff. So, so what? It's fine. Download the one foot, football app. They're not. They're not sponsoring this. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, John's right. John's right. The, the, the team, the best team is like the 15-16 team, yeah. but with a couple of players, Berbatov and one or two others, Modric and so one or two others. Yeah. What, what, what player would, would usurp Sol Campbell right back in this at 11? Be Carl Walker? Carl right? oh, Walker, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Carl Walker-Peters would usurp Sol Campbell. <laughs> yeah, for us, for sure. <laughs> Big Chorluca, mate. Big Chorluca, get him in. Big Charlie Chorluca. Yes. He did a job for us. I hated him. Um, hated your Luca. Yeah, I just like I remember. I remember my brother describing him as uh, the Berbatov of the right back world. 
<laughs> it's bollock, absolute bollock. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. I agree with that. It's pretty accurate, to be fair. Can I, can I just take this moment to push our Patreon? So, obviously, you're at a time where content's at a premium. Certainly, Tottenham content is at a premium. Uh, and what we're doing on our Patreon stuff is is very much pushing uh, the other stuff, the novels Bard, which is about anything other than than football. We do phone-ins, which are gonna, probably going to become weekly or bi-weekly, where people, if you want to get involved in the Fighting Cup podcast, come on, uh, you know, and join in, join in the conversation. You can do. Uh, there is over fifty episodes of No Holds Barred to listen to, uh, and some of it is absolute gold. Um, uh, there, there's loads, loads of stuff. There's video stuff behind there. Uh, if you really, really want to preview and, and review stuff of previous games, if you're, you know, if you want to support the Fighting Cup podcast, now is a great time to become um, a patron because everyone's struggling with ways to to generate money and, and the lifeblood of the Fighting Cock is our Patreon account. So it's the fight. Uh, the it is www.patreon. That's p a t r e o n dot com forward slash the Fighting Cock. If you need stuff to listen to, there is hours and hours and hours of content that we've produced. Just waiting for you to to to, to get involved with. Okay. Uh, got no, a... no Holds Barred is the best fucking thing in the world. Yeah. Even I... If I wasn't on it, I would love it so much. It's so good. It's it's the thing I love mo- like, most enjoy doing. No yeah, it's brilliant. It's yeah. so great. Yeah, this week's especially good. We talk a lot about... Uh, we have a drugs worker on it called Nick and asking him loads of questions about drugs and it's just... Uh, it's, it's, it's a fascinating listen. Yeah, also Nick's got a voice of absolute silk. Doesn't, doesn't he? Oh, we're, His we're... voice is so great. I He's know. Such... We're, we're, we're getting him. We're going to get him on more regularly because like he's become a mate of mine over the last year or so, and we're going to get him on again. Because, but more, mostly because his voice is so succulent. Yeah, it's lovely. It's um, Ryan Cambry says, "Which supermarket do you think would boast the best army?" <laughs> That's good. I saw this one. I saw this one. It's tough, you know. I reckon Morrison's because the scumbags visit Morrison's and scumbags are generally mm. quite hard. <laughs> mm. All right, what, would, what would be the weakest Waitrose? Waitrose easily, and yeah. then and then and then Marks and Spencers. Yeah, I think Marks and Spencers would be weaker than Waitrose. All right, they're both weak, aren't they? I think Waitrose would be really well organised, actually. Well, they'd have. They, they, I think know, they'd have a pretty decent army. Do you know? Like, have you ever seen Hunger Games? Uh, no. Have yeah, they'd be like enjoy- capital. Mm. Yeah. Loads of money, but there's ultimately a soft underbelly. Right. You know, all the gear, no idea, basically. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like Audi and Morrison's, they're just coming, like, they're just rocking in like Russia, like just loads of them. Mm. You know, if, if one dies, the other one just picks up his weapon, just carries on. Yeah. Audi so. would be like the Viet Cong. They'd just be like <laughs> guerrilla warfare. They'd just yeah. fucking have it. Yeah. yeah. Good shout. Hiding in the cereal aisle, ready to pop out. Like, pow, pow. Yeah. Mouth. Uh, yeah. What, um, we've got a question from Andrew Burr. He says, "Would you sell Kane if it meant a rebuild to push us on?" No, no. Next. So you're saying that Kane would do more for us than any player we could possibly bring in on the 150 million pound that he would generate. Kane resembles and embodies everything that we want to be as a football club, and he means more to us than just a paycheck. And even if that, even if it was 200 million. You can't replace him. Like mm-hmm. simple as that. There, there is no one out there currently that you could buy for three hundred million that would come to us that will score the amount of goals that he scores, and not just 
the goals, it's like the the way that he actually plays for the team and embodies everything. He's essentially another captain in that squad. I, ju- I just think it's like it's madness in the same way as like Liverpool would never have sold Gerrard no matter how many times they got offers for him. You, you just have to hold on to your talisman- talismanic players. Sometimes you have amazing players like Bale and Berbatov and Modric, but they don't have a connection with the club that takes that club into another dimension. True. Kane is that. True, true, but... Liverpool in the last seven or eight years have lost Suarez and Coutinho and have gone on to be the best team in the world. Fine, but then that's more like us selling like Sun, which I, I wouldn't want us to do that, but that is understandable. Or Sun and, Eric- Sun and Ericsson, Sun and Ericsson. Yeah, that's, that's what it's like, not selling Kane. <laughs> All right, I, I think Kane's peak marketability has passed him now. And I'm not convinced that a lot of teams would still want him, but I'm not convinced he would be like a first choice for Real Madrid. I think it'd be a Haaland now. Um, that that injury is bad. That's a bad injury, and he's 27 now. Kane. Um, no, never. But anyway, never seven. Never sell him. Never. Yeah. I think I, I think bum him out. <laughs> Just get rid. Take yeah. it, get him on free. Sick hey. of the, sick of the mouth breather. <laughs> Thing is, I want him. I want him to go like play up front till he's like thirty two, thirty three, and then just realise that his legs have gone. Just play centre half and just be just like you know old school players back in the day. Do you know what? You know, like, <laughs> he could play centre half. He could definitely oh, play centre half all day. Definitely. Like he's like guessing his nut on it, getting it away. He, he, he would he would be com- comparable to Michael Dawson as a centre half. Definitely. Oh, easily, mate. Easily. And think about his like long passing out the back. It, you know the old Dawson hoof? It'd be like that, but with actual precision. It'd be, yeah, it'd be it'd be, it would be like Dawson, but with, with Alderweireld's uh, right peg. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was another question I've, I've missed here. Um, and not only have I missed it, I've forgotten what it was. It just popped <laughs> into my head and then disappeared. doesn't matter. Um, uh, there's a question here which is pretty grim. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, hang on, let me find it. Right, it was from Dylan, and he says, Corona kills Poch and Kane retires at Spurs. So Poch is dead, and mm-hmm. Kane retires at Spurs at the end of his career. Or, mm-hmm. Corona kills Sol Campbell, but Kane leaves in the summer. Oh. Oh, dear. So, sorry, so Kane plays out his days, but Poch has to die. Basically, yes. Or Sol Campbell yeah. dies, and Kane... does Kane retire this summer? If Kane, yeah. no, 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 he retires in say. six years. Right. So a guy who's got no now no affiliation to our football club dies, so Kane can play out his career. Yeah, or, oh, that's fucking or, easy. Or, seems or, what? So you're, what, you're going to be so you're, so you <laughs> you you two can't put past like or, or you, you can't accept actually or take on everything good he's done and I'd and smother the cunt myself. <laughs> I'll dig the aisle then, boy. Yeah. See you later. Thanks for coming. We've already told yeah. you how much we love Kane. No, fuck Poch. You fucking fuck him. I'd, I'd, smash, <laughs> I'd smash a spade on his, coal, on his skull <laughs> before you could smother him. <laughs> I'll tell, tell you what we do. We'd, it'd be like in Casino. We'd just like hold his face there and then we, we've like dug the hole and we just like, we'll just smash his family in first while he make yeah. him watch that and then then put him in the house. So oh. you've added you've added, son. you've added Poch's family to this as well. Entire well the other Maurizio Pochettino, fuck him as well. He can get in the hole. Bosh. Okay. But ultimately, we, I mean, what we're saying is, we want Kane to, yeah, Kane to stay. Don't yeah, we? want Kane to stay forever. Yeah, forever and ever and ever. We want him to play centre back. Forever, ever. 
forever, ever, ever. Uh, play until he's 40s and then become manager and then chairman. Uh, we've got a question from Richie. We're going to bang through these questions now because we've been running for how long have we been going? I think it must feels about 35, 35 yeah, minutes. Fucking how do I minutes. do this? It was bang on 35 minutes. Um, all right, we're going to bash through as many of these as possible because loads of people are left que- left questions. So let, let's let's not dwell too much. But Richie P82, he says, what are you most looking forward to when the season gets going again? Predictions for our finishing position to providing we get to play out the rest of the season. Given the fact that Son and Kane will be back. Mm. Making tea squirm while me and Bardi shout terrible things at the footballers <laughs> on the pitch. That's what I'm looking forward to. Fuck the football. Don't, don't care about it. Where just will we wanna... finish, though, Cal? Fucking eighth or something. What, with Kane and Son? Uh, yeah, maybe sixth. We're eighth now. Do you know what? Fuck it. Suck. Shut your mouth, Cal. Suck. Just stop talking. I'm sick of hearing your voice. John, give me some sort of, uh, sort of common sense to this, this question, please. Well... You know I'm an eternal optimist, and I've been thinking about this, actually, that if the season doesn't get completely canned and we have to play again, we will actually have pretty much a fully fit squad. Mm. And I actually think that when Mourinho had everyone available, he was doing obviously doing better than without them. So I think we've still got a little squeaky chance of finishing at least fifth, which, with the whole City stuff, should mean that we qualify for the Champions League. At but most, think- though, at most, what are you saying? Three we dogs? Three we dogs? Do- second. Second. Came back and they didn't win another game. Imagine that. And we win the league. We can't. They... I don't think we can, technically. No, but City could win it and we could finish second. Liverpool completely shit the bed. Imagine that. I don't think we can catch them. Well, I don't know. Anyway, um... look, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but so, like, imagine this season. What, like, what a way to end this season if, if it was about just finishing in in the top four if we manage to do it given how shit this season has been and how much we've gone through as you know in terms of football sense for, for us to to find a way into the top four <laughs> well look like, it's a pretty good scenario because if the season gets cancelled then like from everything that i've read the, basically it like kind of reverts to last year which means we would qualify because we qualified the year before yeah. if it carries on we're going to have all our players back so we're going to have the best chance we're going to have a much better chance than we would have otherwise I think it's all so, coming at roses John I think it's all coming you know, at roses give or take the half a million dead you know it's pretty good yes I mean there is that but we're talking about football what did you, you do that for we're on a boat we're flying then well, alright well, well, let's get back to it come on mate we're going to fucking do it can't recreate it once you've all once you bad the... form is forgotten about all the bad form is forgotten about Man United have been playing great but that's all gone now because they wouldn't have played for three months Sorry. all our bad forms forgotten about because we wouldn't have played for three months I think I'm with you Teddy Loxley on Instagram, he says, what's the worst thing you can imagine doing in self-isolation? I want to say something here, right? Is, um, like, I, I fully appreciate and accept and really feel for the people that are struggling with the self-isolation, but I've really enjoyed the, the dropping pace of life. Not- when I say dropping pace, I don't mean, like, people dropping in yeah. pace in terms of their ability to breathe. I'm yeah. just saying... <laughs> That, that everybody's just slowed down and taken a step back. The mm. Dolphins have returned to Venice. They haven't. That's bad, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not true, is it? It's a fake news. Oh. oh. Yeah. I'll be going there. Thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. So. It's true, though. Like, it, people are kind of going back to the more simple stuff. I played a game of cards for the first time since I was a kid at the weekend. Wow. Yeah, there we go. I, I didn't even know 
how high the numbers go. You know, like when magicians come around and they go, think of a card. I'm like 15 of hearts. And then like, this your card? I'm like, no. And they're like, what were you thinking of? I'm like, 15 of hearts. And then everyone just cracks up in my face, like, like a right twat. Yeah. So I've been getting some practice in. Good. Uh, Drugs Nick, he says, other than a dog, what's the best thing you can have to get through this, which isn't your immediate, immediate family? Um, I would say... Uh, honestly the best thing that gets you through isolation if you want to do something that's fun on your own but also fundamentally quite damaging just do some drugs but but there are some drugs that will get you through this in in a wholesome way and that's um for me it'd be mushies right i was gonna say an escort but now it's yeah, but what, an escort lasts how long? Uh, what, an hour? Or really? If you but buy you're it... both in self-isolation, so you can... Oh, yes, yeah, so she can never leave. Whenever... <laughs> yeah, so you can just pick her up and put her down whenever you like. Yeah. Which sounds really horrible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a bit Fritzel there, mate. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. Sorry. Well, I, d- I did see a tweet the other day that Fritzel had the right idea, didn't he? He, had, uh, <laughs> he was there first. Ahead of the curve, wasn't yeah, he? Well, well ahead of the curve, yeah. Oh, yeah, his, his flipper babies would have been a- absolutely fine locked up down there. Yeah, flipper babies. Yeah, because he knocked up his daughter, didn't he? So all his little grandkids slash daughters with their little gills and flipper. <laughs> you know they. Can't, uh, you know. <laughs> Can, <laughs> um, Cal, these are victims of, of horrendous sexual assault and rape. <laughs> Who was laughing? You two. <laughs> Bless him, the little hearts. He's got us there. We did laugh at it. The thing is, it's, it's like this whole, whole pandemic thing is, look, by laughing at other stuff or even laughing at stuff, it doesn't change what's happening. You've just got to try and uh, go about your life as best as possible. And we're just trying to bring some light and laughter to people's lives. Well, call, that means... Calling the offspring of uh, Joseph Fritzl flipper babies. That's, yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, but it's the noise, really, isn't it? The noise. <laughs> the noise. See, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to put the hands on the side of your face like they're gills. Like, and then do the noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, you go. <laughs> Cal, go. <laughs> oh, I would never do that because I'm not an arsehole. No, we'd normally do Griselda sound effects, but this is a... Fuck, I've just dropped my mic. Oh, jeez. All right. Get excited. Proper excited. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, oh, right. One more question before we're done. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, yes, uh, you know, it's, it's been good to do. It's good to talk to you a lot because um, uh, as much as uh, I absolutely adore being with my family, it's also good to talk to people outside the peripheries of my domestic life. And uh, you two are a part of that for better or worse. Mainly for worse. But, no but we, we love them too, mate. No chance. Um, okay, so we've got one more question from a username I can't pronounce, and that's your fault. Uh, would you rather die tomorrow or live forever without Spurs or any Premier League ever again? Oh, wow. It's not a difficult answer. It's not a no, difficult answer. No, no. You just, no. just, just get rid I'm, of the football. I'm not missing the football. I'm just missing hanging around with the boys, really. That's it. And you, find, you find reasons to hang around anyway, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. So the football can go. But here's a question for you, just, just to play devil's advocate here, is if you, I agree with you, right, there's other things aside from football and there's other people you love, you've got to live and watch them die. 
all of them. Everyone you ever meet. Oh, live forever, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. fine because you make new family, wouldn't you? You'd have new family. <laughs> that's a good point. You just get used to the grief after a while. But there's also things that the older you become, the, if you imagine if you're like 200 years old, you're literally just a prune that can move and breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, do you look like a 200 two year for the 200 year old is that what you look like yeah yes yeah oh my god yeah no I'd, I'd rather die tomorrow you look yeah. like a ball bag like oh my god yeah there's there's surprising depth to that question wasn't there yeah that's yeah. what i mean and, but the you know the yeah. difficulty is that it's it's nearly seven o'clock so we actually haven't got that long left so <laughs> we'd have to ram, we're ramming quite a lot in that small place of time mm. um to Boys, make sure you thank you so much for joining me on this and i don't know what day it is anymore um, I think it's Monday. Yeah, it's okay. Monday. That's why we're doing a pod, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Cal, I hope you, uh, I hope you uh, contract the virus and I never see you again. John, yeah, you're an edge. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But Thanks. Ne- neither of those things are true. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to say to me? Um, no, no, oh. not really, mate. Um, just you could never beat my Weetabix challenge, and you'll always be inferior to me in that way. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. 
Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.